listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Well, welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with my buddy, Barbara Cameron. Hello, everyone. We're ready to splash you with a little love, laughter, and encouragement to rehydrate your soul. And we are so excited about today's guest. And I know you hear me say that, and it's not fake. I don't bring in people I'm not excited about. That's right. Because that's not going to splash you with anything fun. You're going to hate that, okay? (laughs) So, but this friend is a forever friend. This is a friend who... Um, actually gave me my saying, if you've ever heard me say, I'm not for everybody. I learned this from this woman right here. She's the original, I'm not for everybody queen, uh, Lori Steinfeld. Yay! And Yay! you might know that last name because it's famous. Let's yes, just be honest. Um, her husband, Andrew Steinfeld, is the brother of Jake Steinfeld, Body by, body Jake. by Jake. So you know Lori sitting here has a rockin' body. She yes, just she does, because I know you're thinking it. <laughs> and she drives a Harley with her husband, which is cray-cray. Yeah. Um, and she's a grandma, too, so she's a B.A. cray-cray. <laughs> yeah. um, but she has been a friend of mine way back in the Cornerstone days, her and I sitting under the teachings of Francis Chan yes. and marrying a Jewish man into a Jewish family who didn't need Jesus. He just was a great man. She's also the aunt of Haley Steinfeld. That's Hello, right. maybe you know her. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forget about her. Yeah. Um, she's got beautiful children, a grandmother. I mean, just so much to share. And she's about to splash us with some wisdom, knowledge, insight. But the thing I love about Lori the most is she's a truth teller. Yes, she is. She's not going to let you leave a room, whether you end up liking her or you don't like her. You're going to hear the truth in love from God's word because she'd have to hate you not to tell you the truth, and she doesn't hate people. But I have learned so much from this lady, and I she's in studio with us. Woo-hoo! She almost drove her Harley here. <laughs> she told me. I saw that cute little Jeep out no, there. No, she's yeah. not. Wait oh till you see the picture of her light, pale blue, blue. Jeep, which okay. she's, you know looks like Barbie popping out of it. And Lori, I am so excited you're joining Barbara and yes. I in this flash zone. So good to see you. It's been a long time. Yes. Yes. Welcome, I'm so excited. Welcome. Thank yeah. you for asking me. Do you remember the first time we met, like had a serious conversation? Because I'm not talking about hi hi at church i'm talking about because i remember it like it was yesterday the first time we had a serious conversation but at the marriage retreat at rod red robin sitting outside the restaurant <laughs> and i'm in, sad in, in, because indian wells palm desert i know i look back i'm so embarrassed because i was so arrogant remember i didn't want to listen to younger um lisa and francis teaching me about mm. marriage i'm like oh And you talked to me for a long time outside that restaurant. Yeah, I just, that day was the day I fell in love with you. And because you were speaking truth, you weren't frosting a manure cake. You were saying, I'm having a hard time with this. Yeah. I think a lot of people feel that way. They just don't Mm -hmm. say it. They just leave the church. They never grow. They don't want to know what's really happening. So they don't grow. Well, I heard your podcast with Lisa. I listened to it, and I thought it was funny that she had to ask you three times to do um, Excellent Wife. Excellent Wife. wife. (laughs) Well, let me tell you what I said to her. When she asked me to do Excellent Wife, I said, Andrew doesn't deserve an Excellent Wife. (laughs) 
<laughs> is that terrible? I love it. But that's just the, the season I was in. That's right. You know, and I'm like, I'm these two young, perfect, you know, pastor and a singer, and they're yeah. adorable. Yeah. And, and I married a Jewish guy, and I was Christian scientist, and we're both crazy. Right. How are they going to speak into our life? Right. But that was just young and ignorant. I can't decide if it's more ignorant or arrogant, but it was right. both. Yeah. So I, I just have to say how I remember you when Francis was talking, and I didn't know that they had staged you in the audience. Oh, my gosh. This Sunday. Do you remember about no. this, buddy? No. Holy you tell the cow. Story. Okay. One Sunday morning, so the week before church, I get a call from Francis, and he goes, I'm going to talk about a really hard scripture where I'm saying that the man, not because he's loved more by God, don't tweet me people. Right. But this is the Bible says this. I didn't write it that we're to submit to the authority under our husbands as wives, Mm -hmm. because now I've learned that the flow goes from God through our man, whether he's messing up or not, this is the flow through our man to us, to our children. Right. And that when I take over, which all three of us sitting here are capable of doing, I'm sure some of you listening are going, amen. Right. Um, that I jack up the flow and the blessing doesn't come through, that God would actually rather my husband mess up than me take over, exactly. right? right? So Francis goes, when I get talking about this, I'm going to get right. I'm not over. I'm not going to jump this. A lot of pastors on Sunday morning, that's what I love about Francis. If we're going through the book of the Bible, we go through word by word, precept upon precept. And he goes, I want you, Shaleen. Mm-hmm. It's kind of embarrassing yeah. to say it now. <laughs> To, that he picked me. Yeah, of course he picked um, you. To stand up and go, excuse me, Francis, you're losing me now. You don't <laughs> mind if my I sign the check and I put the check in the offering bath. I didn't have to get my husband's permission for that, but he's in charge of everything. Yeah. And the church flips oh on me. Everyone turns like, oh, get her out of here. Like I felt the shame right on my body. And mind you, Francis and I are in on this. And he tells me what he wants me to say. I say it. And he's oh like, goodness. easy, everybody. So do you see how hot this gets? Like easy. I asked Shaleen to do this. <laughs> but Settled. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, praise God, someone thinks the same way I do. Do they, does God, God made a mistake. He doesn't understand who I'm married to. That's right. Okay. So I'm to be mute. No. So when she leaned, when mute. she, when she stood up, I'm like, woohoo. Yeah. I got a, a sister in the house. Right. Yeah. And then I found out it was all like staged. It was all staged. I was like, oh, oh man. My so I went to that week, I went to home savings. It's out of business now. I think it's Chase, but I go into home saving banks. She's like, girl. I went to church, amen, yeah, right? right? The fish bought me, and right? I'm like, wait, you knew that was a joke, right? I ended up getting like a little following before Twitter even existed. Exactly. Like, what's up, girl? No kidding, my man. I do his underwear. No, no one's telling me to be quiet. And it's this, and it's not about telling you no. to be quiet, like don't misunderstand. If you haven't listened to the Splash podcast Barbara and I did with Lisa Chan that's Lori's mm-hmm. referring to it's awesome like yeah. listen yeah. to it today because it puts into perspective that women like Lori and I our personalities um we're basically SEAL Team 6 for our husband. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like he's not doing anything without SEAL Team 6, right? right? Mm-hmm. So we get to be that helpmate suitable that mm-hmm. comes in and is able to 
let him run the race that God has for him. Yes. Um, and that's a powerful position as women is we're equal to God, but God goes, I need authority just like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Son submits to the Father, since to God, not because he's less than or greater than. And I think in the movements we have going on in the 21st century, we've moved so far from God's word yeah. and twisted it and almost mm -hmm. defiled it that it, that's not what it says. But what's cool about women like us when God uses us that it shows the world we don't we're not a 1950s housewife right. that doesn't know what's in the checkbook. Right. Thank you. You know, we are honoring the Lord by honoring our man and mm. respecting him and coming coming under his authority. Right. And it took me a few years to get that. And it took reading scripture and understanding scripture that it's not the Lori show. It's right. not me. It's running. the Lord show. And even if uh, Andrew did make a mistake, the onus is on him and mm. I need to support him through it right. and stop thinking that my way is the right way. Right. And at one point, uh, things got pretty sour in our marriage. And I remember um, him standing at the foot of the bed and he was sort of upset with me. What a shock. And uh, <laughs> I was so upset and I'm stubborn, you know, and I'm set in my ways, but I just saw Jesus, his image, his come out from behind Andrew. And he said, I know you can't do this for him, but can you mm -hmm. do it for me? Mm -hmm. And it changed my walk. Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. about Andrew and I and how our day's going. It's yeah. about glorifying our marriage to make God look good. Right. Like we're the moon. We're not the sun. The sun <laughs> shines. The moon has no light of its own. And we're to be that bright. Like how many times do you see a full moon and you just look and you're mm -hmm. just flipping amazed? Like mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. That's what God wants us to be, mm. a reflection of him who's the sun. Right. We don't have our own light. That's right. And that's what changed my walk, mm. was so to good. stop making it about Andrew and Lori and make it about God's glory mm. and yeah. what he wants to do with our marriage. And then I took sort of a cool ownership of, wow, of all the women on the planet. And trust me, Andrew dated half of them. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? When he was a trainer, <laughs> he trained the Playboy Mansion. Trust, trust I'm like, me. How are you married to that, Lori? He, he trained, ha he dated half of them. I think that's why they had to move from New York <laughs> to California. <laughs> so out of all the women on the planet, God chose me hmm. to be married to him. Mm. And then I sort of was honored by that. And now I'm trying to live a life that is grateful instead of um, doing the pushback. Right. And that didn't happen until I understood that it's not about us and flesh. It's about spirit and it's mm -hmm. about the Lord and making mm -hmm. him look good. Mm -hmm. And so I always keep the moon in my mind. That, that is such a cool mm. visual. Oh, I, yeah. I love that visual. Right? Well, I'm a vi I look at the moon <laughs> and too. I'm like, if you think about it, the it's moon has true. no light. No. And that's us. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. It's just the reflection mm. of the Holy Spirit Amen. that shines through us. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, you have so many, many, many talents, and she's an artist, as mm -hmm. you know. Yes, I mean, she she's is. done, name somebody, she's done their house. I'm not trying to be a name dropper, but it's just true. We live in Los Angeles, and she gets asked to do, if it's Jim Caviezel's house, if it's um, Adam Levine's mm -hmm. mom wants her doings. I mean, yeah. she gets asked to do crazy stuff. And there was an incident that happened. She also has a really cool, tell about Sweet Dreams and how that was created because she, um, 
She's a bit of a girl boss, too, so I'm yeah, excited yeah. to get into her whole wall stamping, <laughs> and she's been on QVC with her wall stamps. They're unbelievable, and those of you that are huge HGTV people are going to lean in as she shares about this opportunity to get uh, see how she does this wall stamping, and I'm grateful that she's my friend because I suck at art, <laughs> and she comes in and goes, time to change that paint to this, and mm-hmm. I'm going to stamp that wall for you, and it's only paint, Shalene. If you don't like it, we can paint over it, but let's stamp it. <laughs> But go back for a minute because as you got plugged in and as Jesus started transforming your heart, you had to act on that. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing I love about watching your and Andrew's walk. I remember when my husband Bryce got to walk very closely Mm -hmm. by your husband. And I didn't realize that because Bryce is a vault. Being mm-hmm. a lawyer, I mean, he'd come home and those nine months doing Top Gun with men, mm-hmm. he didn't share the crap going on, like I'm sure woman, women would. Yeah. Um, he came home and he was a vault, like he'd pray for his people. One of his people was your husband. Praise God, yeah. And your husband was feeling like, I can't work at the Playboy Mansion anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Can you believe this? Well, the I mean, women he was trained ba- in G-strings. I mean, they were naked, right? And this is his job. Every morning, 4 a.m., he shows up there, and he'd work them out and be home to have lunch with her by noon. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And um, and I was not in my underwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, but my husband, Andrew, told me this story later. My mm-hmm. husband never told me this story mm-hmm. and how he just kind of walked alongside of Andrew, and Andrew was sharing how the Holy Spirit was mm. changing his heart, mm. yet he made a lot of money doing that, and it was kind of a... Okay, this sure. provides for my family. Right, that's right. We're known as a family who gets people in great shape. This mm-hmm, is Body mm-hmm. by Jake, the whole mm-hmm. brand, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he let it go. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Drops it. And then I watch as you use the gifts that you have without probably even know the scripture for it. That's why I'm so tired of people saying, what does God want me to do? Mm-hmm. Dude, whether you know the Bible or not, you know things you're good at. Maybe you're great at baking. Maybe you're great at speaking. Maybe you're great at cleaning. Maybe you're great at coming and doing hospital visits. But do something, Something. right? Exactly. So you start this thing called Sweet Dreams. Explain Mm. this to everyone listening. Well, I'm driving home from like Marina Del Rey. I was uh, hired to paint a pine chest that went out the back of a bed with roses and Mm -hmm. when all that was Mm -hmm. in, right? So I had painted for like three or four hours, and I was paid $750. And by the time I'm driving home, I'm like, man, that's like over 100 bucks an hour. I'm like, I'm a hooker. Like, I'm a prostitute. <laughs> I'm a prostitute with my art. Like, this is unheard of. Like, there were, I was a single mom, so 50 bucks to me was a big deal. So 750 bucks for a couple hours, I, like, couldn't get past it. And I was sitting on the at a stoplight, and I thought, man, there's women out there that were like me. I was a single mom. I couldn't afford even di- baby wipes. You know, mm-hmm. Matt never did, never had a baby a diaper rash because I would always have to just give him a bath. I didn't have the wipes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, how can I take what God's given me and help those women like that can never afford a designer or a home decorator or even a painter. And so I got a couple girlfriends together and we sat down and everybody, like Shalene said, we bring our gifts. One one of my girlfriends was a, a, a lawyer's assistant and they all worked, but like, what can we do? 
So we found women in the community that worked tirelessly but didn't take care of their home. Or Our very first mm. Sweet Dreams project was a, a gal who lost her husband on a business trip unexpectedly. He had mm. a heart attack. And at home, she had a special needs autistic mm, wow. uh, young man. And a, a girl, who, a daughter who was a little special needs but really didn't know what she had going on. And she couldn't get her house together. She couldn't recover from her husband's death. She had no help. And so we went in, and you, with autistic kids, you have to keep things a little bit the same. Mm -hmm. um, so we had to keep the boy's space normal so he didn't feel out of sorts. Mm -hmm. But they were sleeping on the floor. And if you tell people, and like Shaleen said, I think people, everybody wants to help. They just don't know how. That's right. Mm. What do I do? What mm -hmm. do I do? And so this is before texting. And right. I would have to call everybody. Hey, give, I'm trying to From help From a landline. Yeah. And I promise you, and this is when people now could have call ID, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I, my neighbor, I think, would see my name and he would think twice about picking it up because he knows <laughs> I'm going to ask him to make a dump run or let me use your truck yeah. or can you put it? So we Aww. gathered enough money. We went to Costco. We bought him bunk beds. My neighbors, like I said, came and built it. My son and his buddies from Royal High School made three dump runs. And that's how Sweet Dreams started, was just people coming together to love on a family that's going through a hard time and, mm. and not asking for anything, but they don't know where to go. And that was just given to me at the stop sign of Royal and First Street. Wow. And then it grew from there. And then the women who worked would come afterwards and make them dinner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the Sweet Dreams projects that we did, and I was so humbled by this, the girl was at Royal High School. Her mom was on PTA and such a lovely, tireless working woman. But the husband was sort of a hoarder, you know. So mm. magazines were stacked up four and five feet. I don't think the hose in the backyard had been turned on in five years because mm. we broke the nozzle trying to mm. open it. <laughs> and uh, so a bunch of my girlfriends came and we cleaned. Um, at the end of the day, when we brought them dinner, we cleared off the kitchen table. And the girl who was in high school, and I'm saying this for a reason, we don't, we think Teenagers don't care, but they do. Yes, they do. Um, she was weeping. She said, we haven't had dinner at this table since I was a little girl. Mm. And she said, Mom, can we, do, can we eat here again tomorrow night? Oh, wow. And that's, to me, what it was, mm. was about showing that you can give so much to other people, but you're not taking care of your home. And that's sort of what happened here. And so it was a rebooting. It's sort of like what your show is. It's a yeah. splash. It's an encouragement. You can do this. It's resetting the home where it's workable. That's right. They're not overwhelmed with laundry or right. the papers being stacked up. Right. And the funny thing is, I always say, mm -hmm. I'll work for women and children, but I don't work for men. <laughs> so this one man didn't want us in his house. And we had done his whole house, the kids' rooms, the moms and everything. And he said to me, well will you do my office now? And I said, no, I only clean up after one man. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So, but his wife then was able to help him. That's right. Because she was in order. Yeah. And that's what Sweet Dreams was. We'd go and it was all mm. incognito, under the radar. Um, I'd collect money from friends. And what a grateful blessing. I'm grateful that people even trusted me. Mm. I'd say, hey, we have the Sweet Dreams job. And people would just hand me money. I know. Like, they don't, I could be going to Costco or Mexico, you know, they don't know where I'm going, but all the, I have to answer to the Lord. So That's all, right. every cent would go right to these families mm -hmm. and whatever their need was. And we didn't want to embarrass them by 
making a big deal right. and taking before protection. and after pictures mm-hmm. or right. making it a big deal. We just came in and loved on them and then got out. That's great. Now, did that end up sparking the whole tree thing? How oh, did that sort of. Remember the, yes. The, yes. Well, Shalene, you sort of sparked the tree thing, <laughs> smarty pants. Um, you're going to Africa then um, and your enthusiasm and heart for it. Um, I, I'm a, in, a researcher also. Like if someone has um, a nonprofit, I'm looking it up. Mm-hmm. Like what's happening? Where's yeah. the money going? Where's it really like, going? Yeah. So when I was asked to paint, um, that's when I fell in love with the whole situation. Like I got it. The kids that are sponsored have a different life than the kids that are not sponsored. Right. So I went out there with a team and we painted the school and the library. And um, I met a young man who actually was a brilliant artist uh, and he was doing sketches. And he gave me some of his pieces. He had never painted in his life, so I didn't want to have to schlep all my paint back. So I gave him all my paint, all my paintbrushes. And then he did some beautiful works of art, which we then sold at the boutique right. and sent him the money, which was like $325. Huge. Which put him through college. Yeah, because it's, wow. it's 400 a semester Exactly. Over there. I want to ship my kids there. They don't yeah. make $100 a year, and this right. guy got 325 mm. So God did a lot of interesting things in Africa. Um, but when I came back, I thought, how can we raise money for Bethany, which is a, a little village that has about 200 kids mm-hmm. that are orphaned completely, meaning no parents are ever coming back. They're either both dead or they're both in prison right. for life. Village. Barbara and I have both yep. been there. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they sing when you come in oh, on the boat. I mean, they're just beautiful. Yeah. And so I came back and I'm walking through my neighborhood, which is the bridal path full of pine cones. And I'm praying, asking God, how can I do this as an outreach community deal? But it's not about me. Because I can start painting paintings and sell them, but then it's like, oh, Lori Steinfeld painted and yeah. did this, and it's about me again. Um, so I picked up a pine cone. I said, what's free? And I picked up a pine cone, and I looked at it, and I held it like an ornament, but then I turned it over, and it mm. looked like a little Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. So I called the gals we went to um, Africa with. I spray painted them, and I said, hey, let's make these. And I didn't even, that's how God works. You just do one step and then he gives you the next one. Then you take another step. I had no idea what we were doing with these stinking trees. And I spray painted them. We put glitter on Mm -hmm. them. And then my friend who owns an antique store uh, gave me a big bag of authentic vintage jewelry, which just kicked them up a notch. My Mm -hmm. neighbor made the stands for them and they Mm -hmm. all just started looking like these little Christmas trees. And we had a... um, a boutique, five mm. vendors, five original vendors. I was there at the first yeah, one. Yeah, I know. It was unbelievable. And, and we raised five grand. So I said, what should we sell Five thousand dollars right? off these free pine cones. I know. Some were tricked out like it was oh, Tiffany's Bloomingdale's. Yeah. I'm not even joking. Beautiful. Yeah. And my husband helps me through this stuff because I said, hey, what could we sell them for? And Andrew said, don't sell them, Lori. You put them like donation. Yeah. So we put them in sections. Like if you want to donate 25 bucks, pick a tree from over here. If you want to donate 100, pick... Well, mm. one gal bought, uh, she took five trees and she donated $1,500. No, it's, it was crazy. It was wow. crazy. And so... I gave those as Christmas gifts yeah. that year. People do that. With the story behind it oh, of wow. what had happened. That's because awesome. what are you going to give people right. in America? That have everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're at year 13. My kitchen right now is set up for the pine cones. And women come for about four or five weeks and they decorate. And what's so cool is that everybody does their own design. Like mm-hmm. I... I, it's the same thing with my stamps. 
I can't create all these trees. Everyone's going to have their own mm -hmm. vision. And it's funny, if a whole group of pregnant women came, we had all baby trees. If they were older <laughs> women, we season. had all tassel trees. A designer <laughs> did like the fabric trees. Like It's crazy. Everybody does whatever season they're in. And right. then kids come and it, it's really cool. So, and then all the pastor's wives came and it became like a competition to get your tree on the $100 table. Yeah. Who's going to make the $100 <laughs> yeah. table? And the yeah. funny thing is they'd say, how do you get there? And I'm like, well, I decide. That's right. <laughs> It has to be a fabulous tree. It has to be fabulous. And so I had a sign, like what Shalene says with I'm not for everybody. I had a, I have a sign. You know how you go into a business and it says, you know, I have the right to refuse service. Yeah. My sign says, um, here's the deal. This isn't about you, right? This is about raising money for children. So if you're here and you make a tree, I'm going to tell you your tree is fabulous. And then when you leave, I'm going to take it apart. And, and, and then... Because if you use good, if you use good jewels and I want them for another tree, if it's a bad tree, I'm gonna take it apart. And when you come to the boutique and ask where's my tree, I'm gonna tell you it's sold. <laughs> so it's all up front. So and so people like me who aren't good at art, I have a blast just visiting with women, having a nice time, having my iced tea. I yep. leave and I go, she's ripping my tree apart. Yeah. So I literally had one gal there just to take trees apart. But no, I'm joking. I, I did say that and I did do it sometimes if they used really nice jewels and yeah. the tree wasn't yeah. going to warrant. Because it's about make, raising money. It's right. about. It's not about your feelings. That's <laughs> you see why we love Lori, right? She will be back in the splash zone again. But I mean, I think you just said something, though, that I'm sure hit people that were listening because it really hit me that you just took one mm -hmm. step. She didn't have the whole plan, friends. This was one step. Mm. And God's not going to light it up until you take it. You know, Peter had to step out of the boat to yes. be able to walk on the water. Moses had to walk up to the edge yes. before he parted that Red Sea. So it's very interesting because I think the reason why we can't get into God's will for our life and get into the plan that he has, and we keep going around the wilderness for 40 years, um, is because it was only meant to be one step. Exactly. And we're like, well, I don't see the five-year plan. Exactly. Well, you're not guaranteed a five-year plan. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. Exactly. That's so right. when you take a step, it kind of simple. I take steps all day. Mm -hmm. Like, so just one step. I just want to encourage someone that's listening that goes, I have some ideas. You know, holidays are coming up, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I love to get my community or my tribe together. May Lori just encourage you to say it was just a step that she took. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. This isn't a big old that's deal. Right. Mm -hmm. We take those all day long, but it's in obedience when we take that step. God lights up the next one and the next one. But I have to always remind myself, this is a verse that's a Shalene verse. Shalene, your ways are not my ways. Mm. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. So the big PowerPoint production you put down thinking this, how this was going to go, you can delete it because I'm only going to show you one step right now. Mm -hmm. That's so nice, Lori. It's like, ah. Mm. Yeah, that's great. It makes it not heavy. Yeah. I think we, 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 we read too much into things. God says, my yoke is easy and my burden's light. Follow me. So if the things you're doing, my friends who are listening in the splash zone, seem heavy and burdensome and you're depressed and you're depleted, it's because you're trying to do it. And I say that in love, but you're trying <laughs> to do it. I know it takes one to know one. I've done it. But when we just take a step, towards obedience. Mm -hmm.
Do you know what that also does, Shalene and Barbara, is it takes that little bit of sin issue of expectation off the table. Mm. When we have a plan, or like you say, our five-year plan, there's a heart of expectation. Mm-hmm. And then our motives right. are different in what we're doing. It's not about God anymore. It's about, well, I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. and this is what's going to happen, and I expect. Yes. And when it doesn't happen, we get a little pissy. Right. And then we get resentful, and then we're not being used because our it's not pure and it's not joyful. Mm-hmm. And when you yeah. see something blow up, or like I said, this is our 13th year, and it's still in my kitchen. 13th year. Yeah. Who would have thought? But wow. now we're raising like 12, 13,000 a year. Yeah. And 100% of that goes to You bless Skip One. Yeah. You bless yeah. Forever Found. Yeah. Yes. You bless Bethany Village. So many people God's laid on your heart now throughout the years. And I want to transfer over speaking of forever found Mm -hmm. because you were involved in a major way with the CPC, the crisis pregnancy center. Mm. I was too, you know, so was buddy. I know. And I loved it. But what did you do? buddy? at the Well, I went through the whole training course and uh, learning how to uh, just really talk to the girls that would come in and uh, try and get them to have that ultrasound. But for me, the, the joy was to share the gospel. And I, that was, that was the love that I had. I couldn't wait till I started asking her about her faith and, and uh, asking her if she knew God. Did she believe in the Bible? Who's Jesus? Mm. You know, do you believe in heaven or hell? And then we could have a discussion about it. And, and oh, it was just, uh, they were so good, and that was the joy that I had in in uh, working with the girls. Um, and there were a few that became my, you know, close to me, and they ended up having the child, and, and then they would come back, and so that the CPC could help them with, you know, whatever diapers, diapers, diapers and diapers, like and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And exactly. then, I, then I got kind of scared. I'm like, oh no, now what do I do? Yeah, because Barbara moves them in the house, okay? They're hanging out at full house. She moves them in, takes them to Big Bear House for Thanksgiving. But the joy of the gospel, that was for me. And uh, so I'm... That's awesome. Can I just say on a side note how precious it is to have you sitting here? I just have always admired you. I just think you're a lovely example of a godly woman. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. um, Kind and thoughtful. And anytime I email her, she gets back to me and... I just, you're precious in my life. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. That. As far as me and the PCP, yeah. uh, CP, not PCP, <laughs> CPC. CPC. I was Although the... you do work with the drug girls <laughs> yes. with art, so I want to I I, I segue from the CPC to the PCP, so let's not again, forget that, listeners. Again, God asking you to take one step. I was working at a client's house, and she was very involved with, um, it's the PC, wait, Pregnancy CPC. Counseling Center. So it was a oh. PCC on mission in, off of um, Sepulveda. Okay. In so I was in the valley where you've got oh, prostitutes wow. and a lot yes. of... This um, is all yes. California. For sex those of trafficking and all Huge. that. And very, uh, we were uh, locked in our place wow. every day. You had to um, get, you know, you, the bars and right. all that because a very dangerous area. Um, so when I was telling her my story as I'm painting, which is my ministry, I paint and people talk to me and they say, oh, you're so talented. And then it goes right to, well, God gave me the gift. And mm-hmm. you'd be surprised mm-hmm. a few people fight on that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a gift from mm-hmm. God. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just, oh, yeah, because I was three. And I said, yeah, I think I'll be an artist, right? Because that's what we get to do. <laughs> right. um, no, it's a gift from God. And once I understood that, I knew I had to use it for him. 
And as I'm painting, this client of mine said, you know, would you paint at the pregnancy counseling center for me? And I did. And as I'm telling her my story, she said, why aren't you a counselor? Because I had my son at 18. And I said, well, I had a kid. I got pregnant at 18. I had a kid. Who's going to listen to me? And then mm. she said. Because you didn't abort it. She said, You Lori. had the baby. And I went, oh, oh, let me think about it. So I went through all the count, the, the classes, like Barbara said. The funny thing is, I went one day and I told Andrew, I got to go to this thing. They keep calling me. I'm just, I'll be back in an hour. I'm not going to stay. I'm not into this whole, you know, fighting for abortion and the rights of women. I'm not doing that. Um, that's what we're talking about, one step. Mm -hmm. And I went you and I listened up. and my jaw just dropped when I heard the statistics. And it's not just about the abortion, it's the post-abortion and what it does mm -hmm. to women. And mm -hmm. that's what bugs me about society that says they're pro-women and pro... They don't know the aftermath of what mm. these women go through and the isolation and the sadness and, mm -hmm. and the guilt and the shame mm -hmm. and, and the hiding instead of understanding that God can use them also, that that's they're right. precious and that in this time, my generation, we didn't have ultrasound. Um, and when you go to like a Planned Parenthood, you don't get to see the ultrasound. So you're making a decision out of fear and hopelessness, mm -hmm. which we liken to um, suicide, by the mm -hmm. way. And they've done a study of people who had attempted suicide, uh, like 97, it's a very high percentage, said as they pulled the trigger, as they jumped, they wish they hadn't. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same with abortion. They're making a, a decision sure. based in fear, in secrecy, in isolation, and like they're um, hopeless. And then they're sorry later because they didn't have, and that's the counseling or, and here's the deal. We live in a time when abortion's legal. Mm -hmm. So I went into a Catholic, they were all Catholic in there and they would sort of sometimes shame the girls. And I'm not saying anything bad about Catholicism. I'm just saying we live in a time when abortion's legal. So we have to approach the girls in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, like Barbara said, you have to talk to them in that they're precious because God created them. Mm -hmm. And once they start to realize that they're precious and God loves them right where mm -hmm. they are, they start to have an ownership of the baby and they start to realize, oh, wait, I'm precious. God mm -hmm. created me. I'm here for a reason. So is my baby. Mm -hmm. And it changes the mindset. So we have to get away from the church saying, it, you know, it's murder and showing bloody babies right. and, and horrifying images and yelling at people. That's not the way to someone's heart. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I would give them the three options. Yes, there's abortion. And I'm not going to follow you home and make sure you didn't have one. That's not my job. Right. My job here today is through the power of the Holy Spirit is to speak to you in a way that you can hear. And each girl I spoke to, I prayed before I met with them. And I never said the same thing twice, with the exception of, okay, you're already pregnant, what's the next right thing to do, mm -hmm. okay? Because a lot of times we want to cover... And I believe you're speaking to someone right now. Right. There's someone listening exactly. right now that's on the cusp. Do that's I right. get an abortion? Mm -hmm. Do I not get an abortion? Because right. it is legal, yes, right? right? And so speak to that person. So I love what's what the next saying. right thing? Nowhere in the Bible right does it say having do. a baby is a sin, okay? Right. You've done the deed, it's over. You're here now. What's the next right thing to do? And my advice and counsel was always find one person that you love and you trust that you can go and share your story. Because they do it in isolation and secrecy. One person. It's usually their grandma or mm -hmm. an uncle or a cousin. or Just go tell one person and then wait three days. 
because things can change. Mm -hmm. A lot of the girls would be afraid of telling their father or telling their mother, you know. Um, I had a lot of 15-year-olds coming in because of the demographic with their 30-year-old mother. So do the math, okay? This is a generational thing. And these girls were known by the baby daddy that they were pregnant by. Mm. And a lot of times when I would be in there, if they brought a girlfriend, I'd say, I'd turn to the mother or the girlfriend or the boyfriend and I'd say, be the friend or the mother or the boyfriend that she's going to look back in 10 years that you gave her wise counsel. Don't save her today because right now you want to help your friend and you think abortion's the answer because she's scared and she can't do this and you Mm. have nine reasons why. But 10 years from now, she's going to look back and think, I could have done that. I could have, I could have done that. Because we get in our 20s and 30s, and then we're not as vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We think, mm-hmm. why was I so worried about what people would think? When I was right. 17. Yeah, right. This, right. People do things all the time. Why is this the worst thing ever? Mm-hmm. Right? right? And one in particular, the girl said, I can't have the baby. My boyfriend's going off to uh, the military. And she brought in her girlfriend. And I did the same thing. I looked at her girlfriend. And I said, Give her counsel on the way home where you're going to be her friend in 10 years. Because 97%, 98, I think it is, of the people who drove a girl to her abortion, that relationship is over. Mm-hmm. Because every time they see you, that you the remind reminder. them of mm-hmm. their decision. Mm-hmm. It's the same statistic as people who lose a child. Mm-hmm. They, they have a, like in marriage, if they right. lose a child, divorce mm-hmm. is very so, high. Yes. And so I looked at the girlfriend and I said, be the friend because... She's going to need you. Mm-hmm. So I called that gal. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I, was gonna say, I mean, you think really you're going good. in to help your yeah. friend, right. and you'll never be friends again, That's actually. Right. That's right. But 10 years from now, she's mm-hmm. like, want to be in my wedding? Yeah. Because you were the friend you were there. That's that right. said, you no, can no, do this. We can do this. We you can, can do it do together. This. Let's mm-hmm. make another right decision. Exactly. The right. next right the thing. The next right thing. Mm-hmm. So I called the girl a couple weeks ago. She just was on my heart, and I just said, I'm just checking on you. And she said, I did, you know, I'm want you to know. Well, she actually called the center and told me she was keeping the baby. Praise God. And so I called mm-hmm. her a couple of weeks ago to check later to check on her. And she's, I said, how's it going? And, and with the boyfriend, she said, he's not my boyfriend anymore. And I said, well, I'm really sorry, but I'm very proud of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do this. You have family around you. She said, no, he's my husband. Oh, oh my and God. I just oh. Gave me the chills. Right? Oh, yeah, he, that was great. He, took, he married her, and she went in with him to the military and <sighs> had the baby, and she sent me pictures, and they're oh, a family. Oh, so that's my story. point is she came in total desperation, sure. and she looked at me and said, I don't care what you say. I can't do this, and I'm having an abortion. And it's not me telling them what to do. It's the Holy Spirit speaking to their spirit, mm, and right. that... God loves you, and you can do this. So I don't know what happened in the car with the girlfriend on the way home, but that's how God works. And so I was there that's for great. six years, and I really, truly believe that God prepared me there with these girls for where I am now with Forever Found and teaching art class to girls that are in group homes who have been saved out of being sex trafficked because mm. they're gnarly. They're gnarly. They're so, gnarly. Do you see what she's doing? She's taking these girls that have been rescued through Forever Found and giving them art classes mm-hmm. yeah and they yes. start painting and then they start talking it's like you're sitting in a hairdresser's chair yeah. you just start blabbing yeah and she's able to bring pour truth into them and yeah. pour into their lives well the beauty of art with these girls there's three things that help these girls um recover if there is such a thing with after being trafficked one is god knowing that god's not done with them and mm-hmm. he has a plan for their life two is animals like mm-hmm. animal mm-hmm. like yes. horses mm-hmm. dogs mm-hmm. 
and three was which art. Lori has horses too. And you just want to spend the night at Lori's. <laughs> we have like you nine paint. animals. We you can have emotional dogs. support animals. Which Andrew said no to all the dogs, and I said we should just name them no. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Um, so once I heard that again, God puts on your heart. Well, shoot, art helps them. I can do this. Didn't plan on doing. Didn't want to do it. The funniest thing, and I love telling this story, is when I went to the house and I met these girls, and they, when I say gnarly, I mean all capitals. <laughs> they used words I have never heard in a sentence, and they're girls. And I was embarrassed. Like, I go out to my car, and I open the, my trunk of my uh, car, getting out my art supplies, and I'm arguing with God. I'm not going to do this. I don't need to do this. I'm a good person. I go to church. <laughs> I did my my duty at the pregnancy counseling center. These girls are too tough. I'm too busy. Use me somewhere else. The whole time I'm arguing, I'm unloading my stuff. Right. And, <laughs> and it's one and, step, that's everyone. Right. And it's going, one I go, okay, step. I'm just going to try it today. I'm just going to do this it today. This is it. And I'm talking to my husband, and he says, I tell him how gnarly they are, and like bad and mm. misbehaved, and like you can have disrespectful, right? And and there's yeah. scissors, and you know, they can make a shiv with a, a you know, a, a ruler. I don't know. And uh, Andrew says, Lori, you know, if anyone knows my husband, he's Mr. Protective. Lori, are you going to be safe? And I said, Well, let's put it this way if there's a fight, I'm not going to win. Yeah. <laughs> so, as, so I go in and God is just so good. I'm, I'm, I'm not a tough girl that was raised on the streets, but I'm tough in the way that no one messes with me. That's right. And I went after the leader and her name, she said, call me queen. I said, I'm not calling you queen. What's your name? And then we got off on a, a that footing where she saw, I'm, I don't know if I can say this, but I'm not your bitch. That's right. right. That's right. And, um, no, oh, that's, that's, she exactly. just, she was a good artist. I encouraged her. And then she became like, then she be- had ownership of me and protected me. That's right. And when I came and if anybody said something um, disrespectful to you, hey, hey, don't talk like that in front of Lori. You know, <laughs> she became my yeah. protector. Right. And that's what happens. You with empowered these girls. her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I still keep in touch with a lot of these girls that they age out. But now there's uh, four homes in Simi Valley, each of them will have six girls, and they we come to one uh, unified place. Um, it's a, the old Jack Shoes building, and it's still kind of mm. scary because it's like gang mentality. They come mm. and then they see each other, and they grew up in the hood Ooh. and they know each other. And sometimes fights break, like they get. It's in, a pop the balloon yeah, situation. It's yeah. um, <laughs> South Central. South Central. It is. It yeah. really is. And this is right in our little hometown. But you know, I it's mm. been three and years yet, now. Three years. She yeah. still has air in her lungs. Yeah. God protects her. Yes. Because when you walk through the fire, when yes. you go through the waters, you will not be a overtaken. That's it says right. in Isaiah thirty-two two. Right. When you, it's it's implying that we're doing something. God's like, when you do this in my name, I got you. Yes. But we freak ourselves out before we get to do that. Lori, I want to, first of all, just thank you so much for splashing mm. us with this wisdom this and being so on the show. We need to have a Lori part two. I think this so. This wasn't even enough yeah, time. Yeah, I was going to say that earlier. Yeah. Are we out of time? We need, this is going to be a like, part totally two right But you're, you remind me mm. so much, ministry-wise, of being in the world not of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I think the big takeaway for me was, well, there was two things that were very powerful. Shalene, just take one step today. Mm-hmm. One step. You just took one step of unpacking that car, picking up the tree, uh, the, the little pine cones. One step, 13 years later, three years later. I mean, 
your whole marriage is a miracle. Yes. Your, your daughters <laughs> who rise God. and call you blessed. Your son, Matt, who you had out of wedlock that now is a father yes. and has an amazing life. I mean, it's amazing how God's goodness through your obedience has splashed on your whole family. Mm-hmm. It's insane. But I want to encourage everyone listening right now, first of all, to go follow Lori. What is your Instagram for the wall stamp? The original wall stamp. It's called at the original wall stamp. And we'll put it up too on um, our at the splash um, Can I say one podcast. thing? Yes, please. I just wanted to say something to the listeners for a girl out there, a woman who's hesitating. Shalene keeps saying the word and the word is obedience. Mm. Someone asked me why I do this. It's out of obedience. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we think we have to feel right to do something. It's so untrue. Uh, Do it because God puts it on your heart and then the feelings come. Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy going to art class all the time. I pray a lot and I cry a lot, but I can't quit on those girls. Mm -hmm. So if you think it's supposed to feel good all the time, it's not. And just do it because you're making a difference in someone's life. And you never know this side of heaven what we've done for somebody. And that's that's why I do it out of obedience, pure obedience, Mm because it's not always fun. No. And you don't feel it. That's right. And I'm getting older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it allows us to become more faithful yes. in the things we need to. So I want to thank everybody wow. for joining us in that the Splash Zone today. Thank you for so listening. Yay. We love hearing from you. So please drop us a, a message or a note on any of the platforms that you're listening to. And let's go out today and splash the next right thing yes. in our life. Yes. Thank you, Lori. Thanks, Pleasure. Lori. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com.